Hi, and welcome back. My name is Russell Broadhead, and you are listening to the Heroes of Hearing podcast. Today, we have a special guest, my father-in-law, Ken Kennington, and he's going to share with us his journey to better hearing, and that is coming up next. So the big question is this, how do we help family and friends that are developing hearing loss navigate their changing world and guide them to the treatment they won't admit they need? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Russell Broadhead, and welcome to the Heroes of Hearing podcast. Welcome to the second half of Ken's Hearing Journey. We left off talking to him about when I had picked him up at the Chicago airport. He had just barely gotten hearing devices through his insurance, and I was noticing as I was asking him questions, he was not able to hear and understand me at all, and I was getting so frustrated. Let's jump back in to the interview. And I remember trying to ask you more questions, you know, how's work going and what's new? And, and you kept asking me to repeat. And I was getting so frustrated that I didn't ask you any other questions. I said, okay, we're going, we're going home, but we're going to take a detour to my office. And uh, we had taken a detour to the office and we'd done a bunch of tests with your current hearing aids. And I don't know if you remember, but uh, I went and cleaned them up. So I vacuumed them out. I, I did a cleaning on them, which, which helped quite a bit. Like you could hear me a little bit better. You weren't asking me to repeat all the time, but I still noticed that you were asking me to repeat. So we did some tests with your hearing aids in um, with your wife and having her repeat words back. Then I had you take the hearing aids out. We actually tested you in the booth, did a full hearing evaluation to find out what's going on. And then after that, then I put your prescription into a different set of devices. And that seemed to help quite a bit where you weren't asking me to repeat so much. Um, that, that was a huge difference. That was an eye opener to me because I didn't realize that hearing, not only that hearing aids are different, but that your ears, like my right ear is quite a bit worse than my left ear. And I just figured it, they'd both be the same because they're both my ears. They're both attached to the same brain. Oh, yeah. And that's, and that's the thing is you don't know because you have one side that's doing most of the work. And sometimes you might feel like, oh, I'm always turning my head to the left or I'm always turning my head to the right. What you're doing is your, your brain's trying to compensate for it. It's trying to pick up more sound, but you're not really realizing it. Um, and the biggest thing that I noticed was the hearing aids that you had you know, they were okay hearing aids, but they weren't fitting, they weren't hitting your prescription. Like, because you had been in a band and, you know, had your own family band growing up and, and um, had some other things kind of go on, um, or you had lost some hearing in one of your ears, it just wasn't hitting target. And that was the biggest thing that I noticed um, when you were with us. And you guys had left. And I remember talking to, to Jenny, I said, your dad, he should be hearing so much better than what he is. What do you think if we surprise him with better hearing aids for Christmas? We kind of gave him like an early Christmas present. And she said, oh, that would be great. Let's do it. Um, so we ordered some devices. I'd already taken an impression of one of your ears so we could make sure you had enough power in it with the device and, and programmed them. But I remember 
you had at you had when I had cleaned them up and everything while you were still in Chicago, I asked, how are you really hearing with these hearing aids? And I remember you telling me, you know, at lunch, when I go to the cafeteria, I just hear all this noise. I can't even hear and understand the guy next to me. And that was something that was telling me, wow, something's really going on. And um, so then we got you new hearing devices, shipped them out to you. And I think we, we totally surprised you because I didn't tell you something was coming. No, it was a total shock. And it was so cool. I put them in and holy Toledo, I could hear better. Yeah. It was, it was like dark and light. And that's like, what the biggest thing that you told me. Like I told you, okay, I'm going to call you in two days. I just want to see how you're doing. And when I called you in two days, your response actually shocked me because you said, you know, when I asked, hey, Ken, how are you doing with the new hearing aids? You said, Russell, this is night and day. And I said, well, what do you mean night and day? You said, I could hear. And for me, I was trying to understand kind of what was going on. And, and I told you, I said, well, Ken, you told me you could hear with your other hearing aids. Like, what, what's different? And you tried to explain it to me like, well, I, I could hear better with those than without anything, but I had no idea I could hear this great. And then I remember asking you, hey, how are you hearing in the cafeteria? Can you, and you said, I can hear and understand the guy next to me. So yeah. kind of help us, like, what was that like the first time that you were able to actually hear and understand him with the better hearing aids? It, it, it really did make a world of difference. All of a sudden, I didn't have to strain as much and I didn't have to focus on reading lips as much. Um, I still have to do that a little, but that's, I think that's just because I've had to do it so much. But it, for me, the change in hearing aids was huge. The other thing that I learned, both from that trip back there and when you first went to Arizona, we went down and did some more tests and stuff there, is how my hearing changes. And so the need for hearing aids change. And that's not a, a tip or you know a sales point for whoever is listening to this. It's actual. The older I get, the worse they get. Uh, and I know you've done really well, like we have an impression in my right ear to seal things off and the ends different than the left ear. And there's all kinds of differences that I, I would never get. I wouldn't even know about them. Yeah. Uh, if it, I went to just like a box store or something like that, uh, or bought a pair through the mail and I've been tempted because they're expensive, but I've also learned my word, my hearing is is worth so much more than however much it costs. Uh, good grief, I think the ones that I have now, I can't even remember how much they cost, but it was a lot, a lot more than the 3,000 that that first pair were. Uh, oh yeah, and that's the thing is most patients, they have no idea, right? So they start to look at all these options and a lot of times they're like, well, I want this one, I want the cheapest one. And I get it, you know, I understand. We're might be on social security, we're on a tight budget. Um, and, it, and it's a little bit different, you know, with the hearing, going and getting hearing aids, because you can actually see what the cost is gonna be before you actually get your treatment, which is kind of different than when you go to the hospital and you have surgery done, you have no idea how much the surgery is gonna cost. You get, a, you get a bill later down the mail, in the mail, you know, for 10 grand or 50 grand or whatever it is. And, and then you're trying to figure out how to pay for it. 
you know, again, hearing aids a little bit different. You kind of have an idea of what to look for. But I've noticed that a lot of patients, they'll tend to kind of go to the cheapest type of devices, you know, and you actually had a benefit in regards to hearing what it sounds like with those devices and then what it sounds like hearing with better hearing aids. And there are, there's, there's a lot of different types of devices and that's why it can become very confusing. Um, but the biggest thing as a healthcare professional that I'm looking at is for my patients, where are you struggling at? Where do you want to hear better at? And I always want you to have the better hearing device that's going to help you in those environments instead of going with the cheapest ones and getting into those restaurants and those louder environments and struggling to hear. Like, that's not, that's not why I'm here. I'm here to help you hear the best you can. And you were able to experience what it sounded like. And like I said, your, your response back to that, this is night and day. I had no idea I could hear this great. Um, a lot of patients don't unless they actually try those out. But, uh, but yeah, your hearing does fluctuate. It does change a little bit. And that's why it's important that we continually check your prescription every year. And every year we'll see where you're at. And if there's things we need to tweak and fine tune, we can do that, which is great with the devices. Um, but, you know, the devices, they don't last forever. They do, you know, the FDA rates, rates them to last three to five years. And then what happens is with technology changing so much, it's hard. It, the devices you can actually get better devices that now are processing more noise so now when you go to a restaurant you can hear and understand so much clearer um, and i had a patient in chicago that you know she just turned 100 years old and she'd been wearing hearing aids for most of her life and and she was due for new hearing aids and she said all right let's do it and she got new hearing aids and i remember her coming back after the first week and i said hey how are you hearing and she said russell i hear so much clearer with these hearing aids than i do with my old ones and, you know, here at 100 years old, her focus was on better healthcare. She wanted to be able to hear and still be connected. And, and these new devices that she got was able to help her with that. Um, but, but yeah, it was interesting that you were able to go through and actually experience, in a sense, kind of a basic entry-level type hearing device compared to like a premium advanced hearing device that's actually smarter, processing a lot more sound around you. Yeah, you know, for me, it's kind of like, this might sound a little strange, but it's kind of like shoes. Uh, when I was young, I could wear any kind of shoe and didn't worry about it. But the older I get, and the more my feet hurt, the more careful I am about what type of shoes I get. And lo and behold, the more expensive they get. Uh, I could get shoes if I was a long distance runner or a cross trainer or played tennis or basketball or I mean, there's so many specialized kinds. And in my case, I, I try to be a little bit active. I'm nothing like I was before, but I know yeah. my shoes make a world of difference. And so it's like I've got, I'm covered from top to bottom. I've got my hearing aids on the top. I've got my shoes on the bottom. And by golly, I'm going to be okay. What were, what were some of the feelings that you had as you had taken action, got better hearing devices and were hearing better? What was, what, was, what was that like? It's the little things for me that I noticed. It's, I have a bunch of grandkids, uh, which you know, because you have some of them. Uh -huh. Another one coming. But it's the cooing of the baby when they're little and small that I could never hear before. Uh, it's their giggles. Uh, it's the, 
the being able to hear my wife from the other room when she asked me something. And there's still times when I have to say, hey, you got to turn and talk to me. Because uh, sometimes people talk too fast or I find that they mumble. Uh, I used to tell people that they would mumble and they would be speaking very clearly, but I just heard mumbling. Mm -hmm. But now I'm learning people really do mumble. It's not always me. And that's kind of a nice feeling. But it's, it's the little stuff. For me, uh, I mean, I like money as much as the next guy, and I don't like spending it uselessly or frivolously. But I, with my family, I want to be able to hear my family. When, when my dad's hearing got really bad and it got noisy, he'd just go in the other room because it would drive him crazy. And I did not want to be like that. I wanted to be out with my kids. There are times, I will admit, when it gets loud and I turn them down, because it's too loud. Well, and that's where you have a benefit because I can't do that. I got to stick my fingers in my ears for me to turn it down. And, and with all my kids, it does. It gets really loud to where I'm like, okay, guys, we're right here. You don't need to yell so loud. But they all yep. need to talk all at once. Yep. So. And I can do the other way too. If they're too soft, I can turn them up. Yeah. Without, without having to make sure I'm sitting right next to the speaker. I know one of the things that, I know you get a little upset at me. I've got all these fancy devices that I can use, some wireless remote, I don't know what it is. And I don't, I should use it. I shouldn't tell you that because now you'll probably make me use it. But I, <laughs> well, I but think I, I think the thing is, is that, you know, you start on this journey to better hearing and it's like, hey, here's other devices that can help you. You know, now we're going to stream the calls from your cell phone right to your ears so you don't have to hold the phone up to your ear. And, you know, then as time goes by, I, I get it. I get, you know, that patients kind of forget how to use certain things. And again, that's why I'm here to kind of be a reminder service to help them make sure they understand. And, and a lot of times we, we do. We throw so much information out at our patients at the beginning to help them understand that sometimes it's overload. Um, but the good thing is, is that we're here as a resource to help. It's not like you're buying a hearing device and then, okay, see you later. That's not, that's not our policy. That's not what our vision or our mission is. You know, we're here to help walk beside you every step of the way and help you hear the best you can. And, and sometimes it's hard for you to realize, am I hearing the best that I can? Um, and that's why you need, you need a hearing healthcare specialist. And I had a patient who came in and for cleaning, you know, we usually will clean their hearing devices every three to four months just to make sure they're thoroughly clean. And I asked him, I said, hey, how are you hearing? He said, oh, I'm, I'm hearing great. You know, any adjustments you need? Oh, no, I'm fine. And then I'm cleaning his hearing aids up and I'm listening to him. I'm like, hey, something's wrong. So then I, you know, I fixed one of the, the parts of the device, put a new piece on and, and then put him back in his ears. And he was like, whoa, wow, this is a lot sharper. I can hear so much better. And I said, yeah, one of your receivers was starting to go out and I noticed that it needed to be changed. So I changed it and, and he was good to go and he was hearing so much better, but you don't know uh, if you're trying to do it all on your own, um, which we're starting to see more options for that, where you can go purchase them in a catalog or purchase them over the counter. And, and they kind of take the healthcare provider out of it. And um, you know, that's for a later discussion, but it, it sounds to me that you were great that you, did something about your hearing because you were able to connect with your family and your friends and your loved ones around you that you were able to hear them 
and understand them. Very much. It's been a huge thing. You know, there, one more thing that to me that was been enlightening, and I haven't even told you about this. You know, I've had two two times when they just, I mean, it was like an emergency break. Uh-huh. And so you had me go to a company up here. Uh, in fact, I ended up going to two different companies and and I don't know how they did it, but somehow you talked with them and whatever. I don't remember everything that happened other than I got them fixed uh, without having to, to go down there. And that was really nice, but I keep getting pestered by them. And when I went in, it's, they were nice, but they were, I just felt like they were trying to make a buck and they were nice and kind but they didn't give me the information that you gave me. And maybe that's because you're my son-in-law and you have to give me all the information. I don't know. <laughs> no, not necessarily. I, I give all that information to all my patients. So I they know. believe I'm and just... they're like, wow, I fully understand what's happening. But, <laughs> but it's also been, and there's, and you remember this too, there's been two other occasions, one with each year when I had to ship them down to you and you took care of it. you I don't remember. I don't know if you send them back to do whatever or you did it there. I don't know. So the thing that I learned is I don't have to have a local person necessarily. And we do go down to Tucson a couple times a year and make sure that we do that. But you and I talk too. And if there's a real abrupt emergency, I can go to somebody up here and you'll work with them. And they'll usually they'll work with you. But it's not a uh, I have to have somebody that lives three houses down. Otherwise, it's not worth getting hearing aids. It doesn't have to be like that. Oh, yeah. And it's interesting. I'll have patients that will fly from different states to come see me to fit me fit them with hearing devices. And what's cool is that this last year, a lot of the manufacturers are releasing new hearing devices that actually we can program remotely. So if you have some type of problem, well, you can jump on your phone and in the app now that they're all connecting to apps you can go in and say what's wrong and do a few different tests to make sure it's not your wax guard or something else with the device physically and then you can send a request to me i can program them and send it back over to you and you can see if that sounds better or not and if it does you can save it so it's you know this remote feature is so awesome that it allows us to service more more patients globally and not just within that 10, 10 mile, 20 mile radius. So, so I think Good. that's kind of one of the new things that's out, which is kind of cool. What advice would you give to some of those, some people that either don't think it's their hearing or that, okay, now they know it's their hearing and that are kind of holding back. What would you, what would you tell them? I would say, and I can just use personal examples I, looking back, I was pretty prideful. I didn't want to wear hearing aids. I didn't want people to know that I had a problem, even though I knew that I had a problem. And it's been real enlightening to find out how many people really do have a hearing problem. Uh, I was sitting in church yesterday by a guy, and I don't know him real well, but I, I mean, he looked just fine. And I had glanced over, something caught my eye, and I glanced over, and he, he didn't have hearing aids like mine that are over the ear and it didn't look like he had hearing aids that, you know, just fit in your ear. He must've had some that are the real teeny ones 
because I could just barely see the end sticking out where you can grab it to pull it out. And I mean, I thought, holy moly, I would have never guessed that he had any, any type of hearing problem. And there he is wearing hearing aids. And unfortunately, he's quite a bit younger than I am. Yeah. Like, so I think I learned a couple things. I learned to swallow my pride and admit that I'm human. And then I also learned that I have to have, for me, I have to have some help. I have to have somebody show me and help me. I think I make all these wise decisions. Uh, and this is mainly for the guys, but we hate to ask for help, but we're sure glad when it's given. So ask for help. My word, you, you've been a huge, huge help to me and made a difference in my life because I right now I don't think I'd be hearing at all when I take my hearing aids out it's you know turn out the lights because I can't hear anything so yeah. thank well, you you're very welcome I appreciate that and you know what the thing is is that it's frustrating it's frustrating not only for you that has the hearing loss but also those that you're trying to communicate with and you're asking to repeat over and over again they get frustrated you know, and, and we really don't, we don't need that frustration in our relationship, but that's what happens. And then all of a sudden we can start isolating ourselves. and, oh, you guys go out to a restaurant. I'm just going to stay here and watch the game. And then that isolation starts to lead into depression and then we can start having other issues. So it's just, you know, that's the biggest thing I've noticed with a lot of the men. Yeah, we are kind of stubborn. We want to be, you know, the strong one, the one that, oh, I'll, I'll deal with it. With all the studies that are coming out and the effect that hearing loss has on the brain and how it's linked to dementia and Alzheimer's and just the cost of memory care, you could, you could buy a lot of hearing aids for the cost of memory care. But, <laughs> you know, that, that's the thing is we as men need to take care of our health, take care of those relationships because those are important to us. You know, if we don't do it, we end up all alone. You know, I always pictured myself as the strong silent type, but I didn't picture myself as the strong deaf type. So, and I probably don't have either one now, strength or anyway. <laughs> well, I think a lot of times when people think of hearing loss, they think deafness, well, I can't hear anything. And I remember with you, well, you still could hear, but it was more, things were muffled. They weren't sharp. They weren't clear. And most patients that have hearing loss, they have a high frequency hearing loss. They're not hearing the clarity. So everything does sound like it's muffled or people are mumbling. And, and you're right. There are people that talk soft. You're right. There are people that mumble. Um, but for the most part, if we're not getting that clarity, yeah, the brain's going to feel like it. Wait, did you say peach or teach? Hot or pot? And we feel like people aren't sharp and clear. And then it just you know, we kind of causes us to wait and wait. Um, you know, so any advice I'd give to somebody that's struggling with their hearing, do something now. Don't wait, don't put it off, don't procrastinate it. Because the longer you wait, the worst off your hearing's gonna be compared to treating it today. Yeah, I absolutely agree with all that. The other thing that I would, that I would add is don't be shocked when it changes. It, you may have to get new hearing aids down the road. Okay. It's still worth it. It's not like, you know, I still like my 1965 Ford F-150 that I had way back when I was growing up. 
and I'd love to find one now, but it sure wouldn't be what my F-150 is now. Oh, big yeah. difference. It is. It's a big difference. And, and you know, when, I, when we all come, when it comes back to everything, it's about the connection. It's about the relationships and, you know, how different it is for you that you can hear and understand your grandkids when they want to talk to you and ask you questions and your own kids. Um, because a lot of times we take those things for granted and we think, oh, well, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. And the mixed signals that are sent, oh, grandpa doesn't love me because he doesn't respond back to me. He's not talking to me. You know, those things are very hard to overcome once that, that type of damage has been done. So, yes. um, well, is there uh, anything else you'd like to add or anything else you'd tell anybody that's kind of on the fence thinking about what to do or, I, I would, yeah, I'd say swallow your pride and go get checked. And don't be one bit shocked if your hearing isn't as good as you think it is. And it makes a world of difference. So I would encourage everybody to get checked, men, women, children for that matter. If you think like ringing in the ears or, I mean, that was my clue, but I realize now I had a hearing problem long before that. Yeah. And it would have been nice if I'd caught it way back when. Well, I'm glad I did. Glad I got you. Glad you married Jenny. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm <laughs> glad as well. So, and I, pre and I appreciate you uh, being here on our journey as we've been able to provide hearing for better people, you know, for other people, and and also being able to provide better hearing to you. And you know, thanks for your time and coming on onto a, our episode today. And um, wish you all the best and can't wait to see you again. And we love you. Love you. Thanks, Russ.